Everybody, welcome to a brand new experience in your ear holes from GameHog. Welcome to the first ever Hogcast. That's right, it's called a Hogcast. Some of you may say it's very close to the Yogscast. Ours doesn't have an S in it. Well, it, it does, just not two S's. So, this is a bad start. <laughs> welcome to the audio experience of GameHog. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be doing this by myself. I have myself a very, very good friend as a guest. So, please welcome Mr. Ace Trader Liam. Hello, sir. I had to sit through that intro. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, mate. It was, I it was felt torture. Your pain. I felt your pain. It was just, I thought I'd go for it. I thought I'd just throw something to the wind, caution to the wind, and see how I fared. Look, no matter what anyone it. It says, well. it was certainly an introduction. It was an introduction. It wasn't a good good one it wasn't a bad one so liam for those people who don't know who you are why don't you explain what it is that you do i am a nobody youtuber that <laughs> makes content generally around pokemon and then i jump over onto twitch a few times a week and actually go hey look there are other games in the world and that's that's me in a nutshell i see so that is you in a nutshell now i would go into the usual boring questions that an interviewer would ask you so things like what is it that got you into pokemon and stuff uh... and i'm sure we will cover those at some point in a more natural way but i figured to start every podcast off to get to know our guests i'd like to top and tail each podcast with a questionnaire the first questionnaire that we're going to start every podcast with is actually one that many of you may know from inside the actor's studio it's actually called the pivot questionnaire and it's 10 questions that are actually really insightful and i've always adored them because you never get questions like these in any other format so i think this is going to be a good way to start us off so liam are you ready to receive my limp questioning let me just finish picking my nose and we're good yep go excellent Right, so I'll start you off with the first question because that's usually a good place to start. What is your favourite word? My favourite word is facetious and would you like oh. to know why? Go on, I would like to know why. Because, first of all, I'm a very facetious person. I, I tend right. to uh, try and rile people up for no real reason. And okay. because it contains all the English vowels in order. F-A-C-E-T-I-O-U-S. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh my goodness, that is possibly the best answer you could ever give to this. That I was a, a magnificent I description of your favourite mangasm. <laughs> I know, God, that was mad, I loved it. Okay, well, God, that is a good word. I'll Thrown tell you, mine. you off, haven't I? <laughs> hey, you have, I wasn't expecting such a fluid answer. My favourite a... word is just because it's a strange word. It's tamesis, T-M-E-S-I-S. -E a tamesis is basically the idea of splitting up a word and inserting a compound word in the middle. So for for example, me saying "fan fucking tastic." That's a tamesis. Oh. That's a tamesis, and it's the only word in the English language that starts with TM. Oh, it's spelled tame. Oh, oh. tamesis. Yeah. How how weird is that? It's a cool word that I've always loved. And it's I not know. a silent so, T. It's not mesis. It's just no. It's, it's tamesis. Apparently. Wow. Okay. It's pretty cool, isn't it? So there you go, guys. You've learned something today. You've learned about facetious having all the vowels in it, and also. My word. So My word. So that follows us on to the next question is, what is your least favourite word? Now, there is a bit of a meme here with the word moist. Are you, are you a hater I, of the word moist? I don't care moist? about the word moist, because, you know, when she's moist, she's keen. What about you know? the word gusset? <laughs> gusset, ooh. Gusset's not so bad. But my least favourite word, I think... Oh, this is, this is actually quite toughy. I'm trying to think of words that just make me think, oh, can you just not? Um... 
treasury. Treasury? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. It's like Where did that come from? It's like just say finances or money or wealth. Ah. Were you abused by the Chancellor of the Exchequer as a child? <laughs> Have you seen our treasury? It's like oh, co- <laughs> cock off, mate. Yeah, treasury. I'm gonna go. That's treasury. a really weird one. I don't understand. I don't like it because it's a weird word. We have so many I words mean, we can use instead of treasury, but people choose to use treasury because it sounds a bit more fancy. I guess you're right. <laughs> I can't argue <laughs> with you. Treasury. Okay. Guys, if any of you are listening to this and you want to take part, obviously this is going to exist as both a YouTube video on GameHog and it's going to exist as an audio file. If you guys want to add to any of the features that you hear in this podcast, do go and comment on the YouTube video because I'll be reading them out in the following podcasts and using some of your ideas for some of our games, features and questions. So anyway, let's move on to the third question of the Pivo questionnaire. What turns you on creatively, spiritually or emotionally? Oh, that's a really that's quite an intense question. I like it? See, that. this is why I like this thing. It's a very, very insightful way of questioning. So what gets my than, why do you like Pokemon? Oh, yeah, don't. Uh, what's my um, so basically what gets me going creatively? What fires me up? What motivates me? When I'm yeah, like, or maybe yeah. maybe something that you see in another thing. Like, do, do you ever watch an art film or something or hear a symphonic swell in a movie that just makes you go, that is the most purest essence of creation to me? Oh, I mean, in terms of in terms of like, um, like, like an inspirational kind of thing, I would say any moment of dialogue from Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is my favourite movie, and whenever I hear Anthony Hopkins doing Hannibal Lecter, it's one of those amazing moments, and this is one of the things to me that, like, defines a character, and it it translates to people like you and me, like, on-screen personalities, because obviously we turn our personalities up to 11 when we're streaming and when we're we're live and when we're on camera. Absolutely. When Anthony Hopkins does his lines as Hannibal Lecter, he ceases to be... Anthony Hopkins, you you forget that you are watching award-winning actor Anthony Hopkins. You completely forget, which is weird because in most films, like like even when um, even when Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man, you watch it and you're like, oh, when's Robert Downey Jr. coming back? You know what I mean? But with yeah. Anthony Hopkins, you're like, I'm watching Hannibal Lecter. I am watching this character, and I'm completely engrossed. And I feel like that is what we kind of strive for, you know, like when I, when I jump in front of the camera, I don't want someone to be like, Oh, I'm just watching Liam and it's just dead simple. And it's just, it's just a normal guy. It's I'm watching ace trainer Liam. I'm watching this on screen personality that, that, you know, entertains me. And I, I feel like I get so engrossed in Hopkins as Hannibal, as Hannibal that it just, it, it motivates me. Like that's the kind of like, that's the kind of transition you want to make between being off camera and on camera. Wow, so Sir Anthony Hopkins is your choice of creative, spiritual and emotional he is, turn-off. He is my creative, spiritual animal. Spirit wow. animal. Well, I mean, that makes total sense, because I agree. When you see someone that makes you go, God, I, I, I completely believe them. And Robert Downey Jr. was a really good example. It does overwhelm you and go, God, I want to be as passionate and as good at the thing that I do as they are at what they do. Exactly. And I like I like having those moments of drive. So it's cool to see that that's yours. What about you guys listening? Who are your emotional or spiritual turn-ons, you saucy minxes? Please say Ace Trainer Liam. So if Anthony Hopkins is your turn-on, what turns you off? Not necessarily creatively, spiritually, or emotionally, just something that you really hate. Bad hygiene. 
in oh, general. Okay. Because wow. I'm I'm very much, and I know you're not even supposed to do this, but I'm very much of the the school of thought that I get up in the morning and the first thing I do before I start my day, like I obviously like I'll take my dog for a walk. That's something like high energy that that gets me hot and sweaty so I can't really have a shower and then walk the dog you know what I mean so I'll get up I'll do whatever I need to do that's like really physical and then I will immediately go and have a shower make sure I'm clean for the day and like I I can't stand it when I see people and you can tell that they've just not cleaned their face in days and they're, they're probably people who are quite concerned like oh my skin's always breaking out but I never wash my fucking face how about face. you try cleaning then <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean and it's just like <laughs> I just I, and it the worst for me is body odor because I'm really paranoid oh, that I haven't maybe put enough links on or I haven't put enough like body spray on but you know when you meet someone and they absolutely stink like they haven't bathed in that particular year and you're like, I've never quite understood that because you get that in London on the tube. You yeah. go, you must have been told by someone. Like, how do you walk around? How do you walk around your life in that cloud that people can smell when they approach you? You're in the cloud. You must be able to smell it too. And you're just like, oh, it must not be me. Can't be me. It follows me everywhere, but it can't be me. It is one of the worst crimes on earth is smelling bad. I had one time when I was working at a radio station, I was working next to some woman who was kind of in charge of the work experience or intern thing. And she clearly never wore deodorant. Absolutely hummed. And I wanted every day to just leave with a sure for women just on her desk. <laughs> just because she wouldn't know it was me, but someone's got to fucking tell her Mate, it stinks. When I, when I'm I, next to you. When I worked at the opticians, we had this girl and um, she absolutely hummed all the time. She <laughs> properly stank. She It smelled like she just was in a cloud of continual guff. And my manager had the unfortunate job of having to sit down with her one day and go, look, oh, we, we, we didn't want to say anything, but there is a bit of a problem with your hygiene when you come to oh, work. Um, we are we are getting complaints from the patients that they can smell you. Um, <laughs> so all I'm suggesting is, could you maybe... Could you maybe try and introduce <laughs> yourself to deodorant? Like, oh. it was so cringe. Although, granted, the girl in question is now a porn actress. So, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna no, say. I'm not gonna say no. who she is. I will. But sh- you know who it is. I'll show you after the podcast. It ain't pretty. Yeah, you will. Oh my god! Well, all I would imagine watching that is the smell. That's yeah, disgusting. It's, it's exactly, exactly. Oh, it's terrible. Oh Christ. <laughs> You've really put me off there. Jesus. What turns okay. you off? What turns me off? I'm going to go with that. Everything you've just said. I have the most flaccid member right now, purely oh. because of the discussion of BO. Whenever I see like Wi-Fi signals and it says the cloud, it just makes me think of smelly people now. <laughs> smelly people. I guess I guess smells is a pretty obvious turn off. I don't know if I have anything really specific. I'll tell you something that I find really weird that I just don't like about other people is I don't like people falling over. But there's something really unattractive about it for me. And I don't know what, what it do is. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it's strange, and I know wait, there's no defense wait, wait, for that. Okay, okay, okay. So, so if I see okay, let's okay, let's take a more extreme example. If there's a girl I fancy who then I see fall over, <laughs> that's it. 
That's it. I can't. I can't look at you <laughs> so, in a sexual so way this anymore. Beautiful. This beautiful brunette's just walking towards you in a bikini, and she's got all the curves that you like in all the right places. And she's but got. Then she falls. She's, she's and got she walks legs, towards she's me. She's got legs till next Thursday, and an ass that won't quit. And then she just happens to stumble on a pebble and fucking deck it. <laughs> and <laughs> you're just pebble. like, oh, you're a minger. You are. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be more like, well, you should have looked where you were going, love. Come on. Wow. Heading the game. No. I would have been annoyed. Yeah, no, I've got no no time for that. That's mine. I, I'm really no not a fan of that. I can't wait to see you fall over so I can go, oh, Ed, it's you're gonna, so unattractive. It's going to happen. And now I've said it, it's going to definitely happen at MCM. Oh, no. My goal I've is really, to get it on camera. I've really hoist myself by my own petard there, haven't I? That'll teach me to wear that chastity belt, Christ. <laughs> Next question. What is your favourite curse word? Only because... It's a tried and tested way to upset everybody outside the British Midlands. Okay. It's okay. It's always going to be and I'm going to use the 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 limit for this podcast. Yeah, we've, because, we've reached that limit. <laughs> yeah, I know because it's just such an it, it's such a simple word, right? The thing that bothers me because I've been in trouble over using this word before. Right. It's well noted, well documented in my Twitter history, um, and every stream you've ever done ever, and every stream you've ever done ever. But I get in yes. trouble for this, right? But the the reason it bothers me is because we live in an age of equality right. where men and women are supposed to be, we're supposed to be aiming for men and women to be equal. So we should hold men and women to the same standards. And sure. I'm totally on board with that. That's fine. Let's do it. I love it. But you can call someone... <laughs> it's always a, a bat. When, when someone's being an arsehole, you can call them a dick. You can say, hey, you, you've been a dick. But if you turn to someone and go, you're being a right c- it's like, oh, that's visceral. You can't say that. You can't use the lady genitals word. You have to use the man genitals word because that's less offensive than the lady genitals word. Can't that's all an genitals absurd double standard. be I agree. equally offensive? There's a girl who said that to me because I said the C word in front of her. She goes, hey, you can't say that. And I went, why? You've not goes, got because one. you don't have one. Yeah. And I went, I don't have an umbrella. Like, you can't ban words because I don't own the item. This is terrible. It's a weird policing of language that shouldn't exist. But luckily, those people aren't really listened to that often in society. There's a large community of people who try to stir a lot of hatred around liberal students in America and stuff. You always see that article going, snowflakes want language banned on campus where you call people him or her. And it's like, I don't think they do. I think you're just trying to incite stupid people to comment on your article. I mean, every, every article ever now, like written nowadays is always super sensational in the headline. The content, the, the content of the article is always the most garbage, poorly written drivel. And they just want people to click because of the headline they get the ad revenue, and then they don't care if you read the rest of the article. And most oh, stupid absolutely. people won't read the article because they're like, duh, reading? What's that? <laughs> like, well, most of them saw the headline and then went, hey, did you see that story about this? It's like, no, you need to actually read what's well, going yeah, on there, to there be able to understand nowadays, the story. There are people nowadays that still, since 2016, probably still think PewDiePie is a Nazi. <laughs> Just because that's the only thing they saw. Every time I talk about PewDiePie, if I'm talking to someone who doesn't know about YouTube, they go, is he the anti-Semite? Yeah. It's like, wow. This has really permeated society. Even people who don't know him just know that he it, hates the Jews. It used to be, you, you'd say PewDiePie in general conversation with like regular people and they'd be like, who's that? What? Talk about an actual well, it celebrity. Was either, who's that? Or it's the, do you mean that irritating guy who screams The one that lot. screams all the time. Yeah. 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 That was very annoying, PewDiePie. I like PewDiePie now. I think he's kind of grown as a creator. I've, I've been I watching PewDiePie now for about four years and I've, I've, he's just come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, I think he's great. I really, I think he's great at 
making kind of tongue-in-cheek content that could be absorbed yeah, out of all the people that could potentially be like the head like representative for youtube i'm down with pewdiepie or philly d well what about spammels and or luke or james play they 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 could do it <laughs> yeah sure yeah yeah luke or james this is one of you guys is now going to become the representative of all of youtube only one because, of you though yeah only one of you fight so you're gonna have to sever who would you prefer to rule oh you can't YouTube? do that it's like picking between two kids it would. If I, I would actually just like to see them fight to the death to see I'd which like one would become them, king of no, YouTube. No, I'd like to see them fused by a doctor into one, like, Siamese twin, double-headed right. person. Just Luke be, and James play. Lames yeah. or Duke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to see this kind of sick chimera hybrid. So maybe you know I mean? one day in 2028, ten years from now, Luke or James' disgusting hybrid Make is Make sure it be... still has four arms, though, so it can still play multiplayer games. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The local co-op. Otherwise, will still you be just strong. got one head just looking the other way, going, "I'm so bored." <laughs> I don't know what we're watching. Speaking of Luke or Amazing. James, in fact, there's not. That was a terrible segue. It's nothing to do with Luke or James. What sound or noise do you love? Oh, I'm trying to think now. I really love bike horns. You know, like the like that. Right. Very, okay, so that's your that. choice, is it? That that will be my choice. Closely followed by um currently it's the the biggest meme in my streams at the moment is the the rehash of the hello there from hello Star there. Wars. Oh, that's a great one. I'm a big fan of that. I'm also a big fan of um Oh my god, wait, the Roblox. Ooh, that's the best sound. Is what is that? Because I hear that in your streams all the time and I've no it's, idea it's what the, it is. It's the death sound from Roblox. It's the only thing I know about Roblox is that that's Mine is prob I'd, I'd probably argue that mine is democracy if we're going to go for memes. I just find that the really Republic funny. For democracy. It makes me laugh. I, have you seen that replacement of all the lightsaber sounds with Obi Wan shouting no, democracy? No, but now I need to. Oh, it kills me every time. Just democ <laughs> de democracy. I might get that on my soundboard. Actually, that's amazing. Oh. Now, on the flip side, what sound or noise do you hate? I hate the sound of racism. <laughs> right. How does that sound to you? It just sounds like garbage humans. Like white privilege. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It just sounds like <laughs> twat language is what it is. It's people right. going, I don't want no equality. I like it the way it is. And then they complain sure. that the rich are rich and that they're poor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So basically you don't like the sound of stupid people speaking. Do you know what? Just, yeah, the sound of stupidity as a whole is my least favorite sound. Like, Fair enough. Get educated or get off my planet, yeah? Right. Okay. Mine's a bit more base than that. I'd go for polystyrene. Ooh. There's not, I've, there's actually been packages I've never opened just <laughs> because, because it's full of polystyrene. Of polystyrene. It's like, you can't make me do that. If it was through fire, you wouldn't do it. So why would you put it through polystyrene for me? This is true. This is very true. It's ridiculous, but that's so. That's the sound that you hate is just the sound of general ignorance and stupidity. I mean, closely sound by, uh, pl closely followed by the very fed up queef sound. You know the. <sighs> oh. oh right. Oh, so you mean like a sigh like, or like no, a heavy no, huff? No, no, like an actual fanny fart. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I thought you meant like a sigh of exasperation, no, not no. like an actual queef. An actual queef, because it's just oh. the most like it's the most fed up sounding, and it's the one sound that can ruin an encounter. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, because yeah, you that both is true. you both go into giggle fits, or one of you goes into giggle fits, and the other person just lies there like, "Oh, this is so awkward and embarrassing. I can't believe my gash has done that." So, would you say it's worse if it's a fanny fart, but not as bad if it's a regular fart, or do you think having both occur during sex is equally as bad? I think because for me, if it was a Far. Imagine if it was one of those like. 
Yeah, I'd piss myself. That'd yeah, be the but, funniest but, thing in the but, world. But the it, that's not the worst sound. That's just the sound that accompanies the worst smell you can have during sex. But not if it's loud. Usually if it's loud, it's a loud and proud, <laughs> not a silent but violent. I just It's just how fed up the fanny fart sounds. It's just the... <sighs> It just it does sound like a grumpy horse. It's like a horse it? giving up, yeah. <laughs> there you have it, guys. A vagina is like a horse giving up. Not all the time. Just, just, <laughs> just when you're there. Just when you I'm not getting into the mechanics of it. Speaking of mechanics, oh god. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh. See, this is, again, why I like these questions. They're very insightful. We get to hear the things about you that maybe it, other people don't know. It would have to be something that doesn't involve me working with customers, because I'm never working with customers ever again. No, I because agree Because retail was just garbage. Didn't didn't like it. And and even being in, like, a clinical retail environment, environment with um, optics, I was just like, nah, these people don't know what they're talking about, but they're still yelling at me. Okay. Um, don't you have terrible vision? I do. I find it very ironic you used to work for an optician. Well, no, because... Was it just because you were there a lot and they just went, do you want a job? No, 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 no. What happened was, was my... um, I was looking for another job because I was working at a smoothie bar and it was just, it was garbage. There was there was three of us working at the smoothie bar because we were so understaffed and it meant that me and the manager were doing 80 hour weeks. Right. Because we had no staff to run the bar and it meant like I didn't have any time to look for a job because I'd go to work for 16, 17 hours a day and go to making bed smoothies. and then get up the next day. Yeah, making smoothies. So I didn't have Christ. time to look for another job. And then one day I happened to just manage to wangle a day off and I put my CV through the door of my local opticians because they were advertising in the paper um, for the, they wanted a trainee dispensing optician, which I didn't know what that was, but I was just like, it's a job. Still don't. Put it through the door and got the job within like a week. It was great. They were clearly quite desperate. How's were- your vision? Terrible. Oh, shit. Well, fuck. Well, um, no, then on the plus side, it meant that I got introduced to... Well, I got I got a lot, a lot of discount on my glasses, which are very, very expensive. So it's... it's I knew there was an ulterior motive. Very beneficial. Pilfering sod. But on top of that, on top of that, they... Um, like, I tried contact lenses when I was, like, 14 and didn't get on with them because I was a kid and I didn't have the, like, the drive to be like, I will get on with these and fix my non-existent love life by being sure. actually attractive because um, I look garbage in my glasses like the big old milk bottles <laughs> but then one day the area manager came to visit and she just sat down with me and just went Liam one thing we want to talk about we'd really like you to start wearing contact lenses and I was like wow thanks that's oh, the confidence God. boost I needed today but Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean but then they, they convinced wow. me and they gave me the trials for contact lenses and now I've never looked back because I mean look at me that's that's an amazing story of a man who that's like Imagine a deaf person working at the Philharmonic Orchestra as a front of house engineer. It's kind of how I'm imagining this. What am I saying? You weren't the optician. No, no, no. <laughs> In was, my head, I, you were the actual optician. I was the salesman. Although, as weirdly, and this is something I don't get, and um, Association of British Dispensing Opticians, if you are watching, this is really weird, and I don't know why you do it in your curriculum, but as part of the learning to be a dispensing optician, who is the guy that sells the glasses on the outside and like does all the technical measurements and fixes all the problems, if the optical assistants, who are unqualified people, fuck it up, um, right. I, I had to deal with so many people's mistakes, it was so annoying, because then I get okay. yelled at for it, and I didn't do the mistake, that's what I hate about retail, um, but yeah, the, as part of the course... I had to learn to conduct an eye test. I had to do everything. Retinopathy. Uh, re- sorry. Yeah. No, not retinopathy. Rectalopathy. No. What's the What's the word? 
Op- colonoscopy. Oh. No, no. I, I, oh. Op- ophthalmoscopy and retinoscopy is something I've I had to I've never heard of either of those. And I had, I had to learn to do refractions and stuff. And it, they even told us at the time, I mean, you're never going to have to conduct an eye test because you won't be qualified to do it. But it's always nice to learn. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, sure. So now okay. you can test your vision at home and go, oh, yeah, no, I do have terrible vision. Yes, because I have access to a collection of various lenses of various Absolutely, sizes. Absolutely, yeah. To, You've got you know, a whole room where you've seen people go, number one, number two. Yeah, I mean, my ophthalmoscope, it's just collecting dust now. You know, I just occasionally use it as a, as a pleasure device. <laughs> An ophthalmoscope does sound like something you'd pleasure someone with, in fact. I mean, it does look a little bit dildo-shaped, I'm not going to lie. Well, on the topic of dildo-shaped, what profession would you not like to do? <laughs> you hear that smooth-ass segue? Yeah, I, I love just the throw cough this made shit it. The cough is what made Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Hear that? <laughs> um, <laughs> what job would I not like to do? I mean, probably, you know what, probably just really simple. I probably wouldn't like to be a bin man. They have to get up stupidly early. They right. sit smelling of filth. Like, remember, I'm, I'm all about smelling good, right? And sure. They, they just sit in smelly garbage all day, collecting people's bins. And, like, I imagine sometimes the bins fall over and just, like, crap just goes onto the road. And they're like, oh, bugger, I've got to clean this up now. And it's just, right. it's just a whole job that revolves around cleaning up other people's filth. And there's just something about that I just can't do. Sure, I imagine there's some people who would probably argue that being a bin man isn't actually that bad. But, yeah, I can imagine. That's quite a common answer, I Failing think. Failing that school because I just don't want to be near kids. Can't stand them. No, fair enough. I mean, that makes total sense. <laughs> a lot of people a- hate a- kids. Any, so kids, that's why any, any yeah. kids watching, 30 yards away is fine. You know, just well, that's what your sexual registration thing says, anyway. So, uh, 100%. Yeah, the profession I probably wouldn't do tell you what it is it's whenever you drive past one of those really gray, dingy office blocks and you get a glimpse inside and see the very cardboard looking dividers and people with horrible white monitors. Basically, I'm describing the office. If I had a job like something in the office, oh, I'd be awful, I'd probably kill everyone else and myself interestingly it would be horrific i had an office job for a while and i absolutely loved it right because i was working for um a concrete company um basically i was that just, sounds thrilling yeah it, well i mean it, it was cool it was in the middle of nowhere um sure. but you, you drive off into the middle of the countryside you park up you go to your desk and everything and because i was organizing transport so basically it was like they're building a new part of the motorway they need concrete can we get it right. there? That kind of thing. Sure. Um, it, it was a case of everybody that I would have to call during the day is someone who works in that industry and understands what they're talking about. Right. So every conversation was really easy. It was like, yeah, how many how many slabs total do you need? Oh, I need like 2,000 slabs. Cool. See, I've, already I've you've way. killed my soul. Like but, everything you've just described would kill me. Yeah, but it's just better than doing retail. Because you're in an air-conditioned office. After every phone call, I'd get up and go get a nice cup of tea. That's true. I'd be on the internet in between. They'd tell me off for using the internet so much, but I'd be like, okay, <laughs> incognito mode. Thank you very much. <laughs> and just, just you just piss about all day. You have laughs. People bring in cakes and biscuits all the time. Quality job. I gained a lot of weight. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. See, that doesn't actually sound so bad when you describe it like that. But weirdly for me, I'm perpetually dissatisfied by jobs. I've had a lot of things where, like, I, I was a runner in TV for a while because I wanted to work my way up through the TV industry. And I 
fucking hated being a runner because it's everything I don't care about. Can you describe for the audience what a runner does in TV? Because at the moment yes. it just sounds like you're performing like a live action version of Mirror's Edge. Well, that is what I was trying to do, but they wouldn't let me do it on the job, <laughs> which was the biggest disappointment. But basically a runner is literally a tea bitch or it's the person who has oh. to do all the, all the runner. It's called runner work, you know, the bitch work that you have to go and do. So for just me... Just nip out and go get me a subway. Well, literally, we have, so there was one point. So I was doing The Island with Bear Grylls. If any of you guys ever saw that, it was a show on Channel 4. I was doing the second series. I was working for a company and we Did went... Did you get to meet Bear? No. We went on oh. a tour where we had to go and find all the people. That was fine. That was fun. I hated it. Mostly because they kept... I was put out as this person who had to liaise with all the inverted commas contestants. And I... I, I I'm happy talking to people, but I don't want to be there because the other runners who can't edit, mind you, are being made to edit the casting tapes of the successful contestants. Oh. And they're doing a terrible job. So when they're going, oh, it's being really slow and we're having to train them up every day, I'm going, right, I have a degree in editing. And they're like, yeah, we'll get you on at some point. I'm like, no, 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 no. You should get me on now. And they're like, well, yeah, we're trying to get everyone else up to speed. Eventually, after like two weeks of this crap, they eventually got me in. And I think in one day, I smashed out more than the rest of them had done up till that point. Damn. So it was a bit like, this is what I was telling you. And then th this kind of came to a real head when I was editing a tape another two, three months later down the line in the main office. And the runner I was with, who was a, sorry, not runner, the producer I was with, who's a lovely lady, turned to me and just went, can you go get me a, a cappuccino? While I was editing. And I went, Ooh. what? And she went, can you, could you go get me a cappuccino? And I went, no. And she looked really taken aback and went, why? And I went, because I'm, I'm clearly editing. You're sat in a chair doing nothing while I do the main bulk of the work and you're asking me to go and get you a cappuccino. No, sorry, no. That's ridiculous. I didn't get that job for very much longer after that. I, I left. My contract wasn't renewed. Ooh. That's because you're an actual tosser. <laughs> well, that's how I felt. Wouldn't everyone at that cappuccino. place, everyone at that place hated me. But frankly, I hated being there. Well, there you <laughs> so go. Who it was mutual. Basically, I was the only person who wasn't LGBT or a woman. <laughs> so it was. I was very much, for the first time in my life, a minority. And so that's how it feels, I guess. We learn something new every day. And speaking of learning... No, stop trying to segue these, Ed. It's not working. But we move on to our final question. Question of the 10. Pivot questionnaire. Question 10. Ace Trainer Liam, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? This is assuming you're going to heaven, by the way. This is also assuming I'm going to a Christian, Muslim or Jewish heaven. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going for Shinto or ancient Egyptian. Because then you would like be. What do you want all of the individual gods to say? Yes. <laughs> what or do you what want? Would you, or in the atheist case, it'd be. What would you like the blank, open emptiness of nothing to say? Yeah. What would you like the void to whisper unto you? But in all seriousness, what would you like God to say to you when you arrive? Would you like Him to tell you something that you've always wanted to know? Would you like Him to say like, "Good job"? I feel or, like I just want Him to just put His hand on my shoulder. And just look me in the eye and go, you did your best, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
Because the thing <laughs> is, I've be thought great. about this as well, right? You know, when people are like, oh, in heaven, like, in, like, what people think heaven is, is like, you can basically look back on your life and you can be able to, like, see all the stats and stuff of, like, how many times you've cried or how many times sorry, you've done Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you think the heaven is you've been framed of your life? <laughs> basically, you get to look right. back, you get to look at all your old memories and stuff and all the treasured memories and stuff. But I feel like as you're flicking through, like, the catalogue on the screen, because it'll all be technologically advanced, like, at this point. Yeah, it's all Wakanda in heaven. Yeah, yeah sorry, no, carry no, on. No, like, instead of it being, like, you know, it's one long videotape of your life and you have to rewind it to the start and then watch it again in real time. It's, it's VHS, it, it's yeah. It's got menus and stuff. It's like Virgin Media. Oh, it's a DVD. Okay, right. Practically, yeah. You know, it's just like a big big folder with individual just files of memories. Extended but then features. the problem is, is, as you go through, you just be like, really sad moments, 67249. You're like, oh, wait, what was that? And then you click it and you're like, it's just me as a child just crying because I've lost my teddy bear. This is awful. Why am I watching this? And then suddenly heaven's not so fun. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. It doesn't sound fun. It sounds like a terrible place to spend eternity. Because I guarantee... constantly reminded of your past. The minute you see one of your bad memories, you'd be like, I'm fucking watching all of them. Yeah, you would watch I'm it all see- back. I'm gonna- and then I'm going to rank them. And then I'm going to start a YouTube channel from heaven. And I'm going to rank my top <laughs> 10 worst memories of my life. <laughs> Number 10, the time I was rejected. The time I got Burger King burgers <laughs> and they were full you of foot lettuce. <laughs> I love how that's become a meme because actually weirdly, it, we discovered really him a good few months ago before this became a meme. And now Burger King foot lettuce is everywhere and he's become a sensation, which is great. It's amazing. He is absolutely fantastic. And I'd actually probably want God to say something like that when I arrive, like, number 15. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King for the letters. You'd just be like, oh, I'm in for a treat. <laughs> like, I think for me, I would actually legit want God to say something like, can I just say, I thought I thought the adventures of John Smythe were, <laughs> were really something. Or can I've, I just say, I thought Golf Story was great. <laughs> I've already said that to you. Why would oh, I, why would I say it again? Oh, okay, fine. Well, luckily, that massive ego arrogance brings us to the end of the getting to know us phase of the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope you're happy with the way you've brought that to a conclusion with your head being bigger than the window that I'm people are watching I'm always this happy with the way I bring things to a conclusion. Thank you very much. Oh, I always conclude. Well, I guess this does bring <laughs> us onto the fact that we have more features in this podcast. So we've just learned to get Liam as a person, but now we're going to introduce some more of the features we've got. We've got a very small handful, but they're quite fun. But we're going to get into one of the first kind of game ones, and you guys can get involved in this. Basically, I sent out a tweet asking for subject matters for little poems a couple of days ago. If you guys want to check out my Twitter and follow that so you guys can be involved in future podcasts, we're at Gamehog Games. And Liam, this is a good opportunity for you to plug your Twitter. What's your Twitter? It's at Trainer Liam. Go follow at ASTrainer Liam to go and find you, funny you, tweets. You can find everything you need at ASTrainerLiam.com. But basically, we've had some things tweeted to us for a feature that I'm calling Haiku Do You Think You Are? Ooh. So basically, the point of Haiku Do You Think You Are is Liam and I have both prepared three haikus in the subject matter chosen by one of you, who this week is Super Suna Arashi. And the subject that they asked for was getting soap in your eyes. But I've kind of retranslated that to soapy showers. Oh, thank so God, because my heart sank then. I was like, I've done it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Don't worry. I, I, I had this. I realized I'd said the wrong thing. And I think it, this is a bit more general. So 
So we changed it to Soapy Showers. So, Liam, as the guest on the podcast, why don't you go for the first one? Why don't you give us your first one? And guys, we want you, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio version, head over to the YouTube or tweet us telling us which one of us had the best haiku. And then next week, we'll discuss the winner. And also, why don't you guys try and give us some haiku in the comments as well? And I'll read one of yours out. I'll read the best ones out and it's going to be good fun. So, Liam, take it away with your first haiku. Do you think you are? Okay, here we go. Okay. Bubbles hide my balls while, <laughs> <laughs> while I step out and greet you. Soz, Mr. Postman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, I can haiku, oh, that's really boy. Funny. Oh, my God. I love it. See, I think you and I have gone for very similar <laughs> tacts here. So do you want me to read my first one? Yes, please. I have soap in my eyes. <laughs> I tried to scrub my nutsack <laughs> while I was erect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think yours is better there, but I guess... Okay, so they are our first one, <sighs> so why don't you go for your second? Show us your second okay. haiku, mate. <clears throat> haiku, do you think you are? Tea tree shampoo slides <laughs> down my japai and it stings. <laughs> why do I buy this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's just burnt. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's really funny. Oh, my chest. Oh, it's really good. Okay. Here's mine. Who needs a flannel? Are you... Are you... Sorry. It's just the first line and I'm gone. Who needs a flannel? I'll use my housemate's pillow on my dirty ass. <laughs> Oh my god, this is this is more fun than I thought it would be. Oh, this is great. I'm so glad Haiku do you think you are is working. Oh, it's so good. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> right. We've got one more each. We've got one more each, Liam, so why don't you go for your third and final one? Haiku do you think you are? <laughs> Wait, just give me a minute. <laughs> oh god, this isn't good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look how moist I am. <laughs> this this soap makes fantastic lube. <laughs> World record fat speed. <laughs> oh, if you're listening at home, please just clap for the effort just, of Liam's oh. three. Those are sen fucking sational. A tamesis for you as well. You're laughing and learning. Oh god, Liam, I'm sweating. <laughs> Same. Right, here's my third and final haiku do you think you are. Try to imagine showering with a male friend. I'm not gay, I swear. Oh, these have been too much fun. Oh my god. So, if you guys want to recommend a new subject matter for the next podcast where I'll have another guest who next week is going to be Spammels, if you've got a subject matter that you'd like Spammels and I to discuss, yes, haiku mate. do you think you are, then do let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, uh, or send us a tweet. I'm so sorry, the laughing has now made me burp uncontrollably. And don't oh. forget to comment down below, whose was better? Yeah, exactly. Tell us who you think won, because... They were a lot of fun. Let us know which one you thought was your favourite. Write it out down below and we'll we'll pick the winner next week during Spammel's podcast. Good God. God. That 
was a lot of fun. See, haikus are a weird thing. I don't know where this came from, but I liked the idea of seeing how this would go as a feature. <laughs> seeing worked, if I could worked. try and test your brain. And I knew you would do well at this. I just had the feeling that you and I were going to be on the same wavelength because whenever we play Quiplash on a live stream, this is exactly the kind of thing <laughs> that we do. We often write very similar answers and we could typically detect each other's answers before the person's been revealed. <laughs> I'm God. still laughing at try to imagine showering with a male friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had it's so just much such fun an doing this. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really like a lot of yours. They're really funny. I like the down my chapel, whatever it was. Down, oh, that was uh, wait, wait, where is that? That was the tea tree shampoo slides down my japai, and it stings. Why do I buy this? <laughs> oh, it's that relatable. might be my favorite. It's so relatable. It's so relatable. It's happened to all of us. Oh, except I'm sorry, Liam. Yeah, except for ladies. Oh, I'm actually sweating from all that. You don't really get twists on popular TV shows as good as that, do you? I've often had the idea that... <laughs> have you ever tried to imagine what current TV shows would be like if they were way shitter? <laughs> so I was recently watching Dragon's Den with a friend. Right. And I've never watched it before, and it's total garbage, but I loved the idea of someone going in there innocently and kind of, you know, but showing them things that already firmly exist in society. So like the idea of going, I present to you the knife! <laughs> Tired of chunks of food that won't fit in your mouth? This is exactly the thing for you! Bored of reading? I've invented the television! Moving pictures! <laughs> this is exactly the kind of thing I'd love to see! Ah, yes, uh, I'm definitely in. Standing up is tiring on your legs. You should sit on this chair! <laughs> that would be an amazing thing to do. I'd love to see popular TV shows reimagined with totally different formats. Do you watch a lot of daytime TV in the UK? Because I, we have quite a few American listeners and American viewers on GameHog, so they won't necessarily appreciate all the things that we had on TV here, but well, the, I mean, there's some have, real they garbage. Den. They have Dragon's Den, they just call it's it called Shark Tank. It's called Shark Tank, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't watch any TV. No? My TV isn't even plugged in to, like... An the, aerial. An aerial, kind. yeah. It's just, it's just not. Like, I watch box sets of stuff that I know I like. Occasionally, I'll watch a couple of Netflix series. Like, I've just, I just recently uh, sat through Glow, the first season, which is freaking brilliant, by the way. Go watch it. Right. Um, but other than that, like, I just, I'm just busy. <laughs> But I'm just busy. That's why I can't watch films, I found. That's two and a half hours, typically, or whatever, that I need to sit down and dedicate that time to purely focusing on that, hoping that that time won't be a waste. This happened to me today. Like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling, like, a little bit productive today. I've got some stuff that I really need to do. Um, you know what? I'm just going to relax first, and I'm going to watch Captain America, the first one. And just because just I haven't watched it in a few years, just, you know, just watch it again. Just chill out on the sofa, grab a cup of tea, watch a movie. And then it ended and I was like, oh, you know what? I've, I've really not got a lot of time left <laughs> to oh, actually shit. do anything. That's the worst thing. I ended up actually for the first time in a while going and seeing Black Panther in cinema. How was it? Because I still haven't seen it. It's a very good film. And there's a lot about representation in that film that's obviously fantastic for society and for the film industry. So that's another level to it. And the acting is brilliant. As a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I thought it was great. And I'll tell you what, I've never been to a cinema by myself, but it's the best thing you can it's do. It's really good. I, went I, I on recommend a it to anyone. In the middle of the day, on a Tuesday, 
it's just completely empty and you can sit and absorb it by yourself and I just had a good time and now I'm super excited for Infinity War and now all I'm doing is binging YouTubers like Emergency Awesome and people like that and just listening to their theory videos and analyzing Ooh. trailers and stuff. I've become a real Marvel nerd just by just by watching Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok recently. So those two films oh, may but actually Thor Ragnarok was so much fun. That's I I'm thinking those two films may reignite my love for film because Thor Ragnarok just made me I I loved every Every second of it it was what, a perfectly what made a film way, what a way to fix that garbage franchise that was thor because the first two thor films were so boring but the first one's fine it's ragnarok nothing better fantastic. than fine ragnarok was fantastic and that's that's kind of the soundtrack to the alone was fantastic i know it was brilliant it just felt right and it was playful but it was also serious where it needed to be and it was emotional and it had the full range of emotional spectrum that you needed and i just really enjoyed it and the director's an absolute gem well i mean did you notice that the director was the rock guy I did, yes. yes. And apparently it was based on Auckland bouncers at clubs who apparently <laughs> all look like they're going to kill you and they look like huge, but rough soft as poo. But actually, yeah, they're really softly spoken like, sorry, friend, I'm afraid you can't come in here today. We're over capacity. And so that's what he was basing it on. And I think that's brilliant. Do you know what? Things in films like that, I it makes me forgive a lot of problems with films. Mm. So a recent <laughs> film that everyone had a real problem with was The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. One of the biggest things everyone had a problem with was the Porgs. And that was prior to the film even coming out. But do you, I'm, I'm sure you might be aware of it. But for those of you who aren't, there's a reason the Porgs exist. Puffins. Puffins. On the island, I think it's the Skellig, Skellig Michael in so, Ireland. Yeah, in Ireland, yeah. Yeet. They have endangered puffins there. And because they're a protected species, they weren't allowed to shoo them away from their natural habitat. And they weren't allowed to get rid of them for shots because they're protected. It would be illegal. So to cover them... They just invented these pog shapes and just kind of put them over the top of them in the shot. Yeah. And I, I go instantly, great, perfect. I, you don't need to explain any more to me. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I love that. Now I don't care anymore. Because to me, I saw it and went, excuse yeah, to sell toys. Yeah, making exactly. stuff. But now, but now actually, that it has an actual, great. like, natural reason, like literally natural reason. Exactly, and I think that's absolutely great. And like I said, now all I can really wait for is the end of April when Infinity War comes out so I can get more into the movies. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I've got... Then again, with every Marvel movie, I do the same thing. I go in going, I've got really mixed feelings. And then I go in and I'm like, why did I have mixed feelings? This was great. Yeah, that's true. Black Panther was just from start to finish enjoyable, reasonably solid plot, fun little kind of throws to here and there. And it's it hasn't really set up the final Infinity Gem or Infinity oh. Stone. That's the one thing that it didn't do. There's So basically, for those of you who don't know, the plot of Infinity War is basically the Titan Thanos from the comics has this thing called the Infinity Gauntlet that's a really powerful object that contains the six Infinity Stones. Yeah. And basically, he can use that to wipe out the entire galaxy by clicking his fingers, or the entire universe. And that's how that's how just amazing it is. Basically, we've got five of them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we're still missing one of them, which is the Soul Stone. And basically, all of the other ones spell out... T, uh, then H is missing, A-N-O-S. Yeah, so you've, you've got, got the Tesseract, tesseract yeah, then the Aether or Ether. You've got the Staff. You've got, uh, oh God, I can't be bothered. Oh, the, the Necklace is N. Yeah, I, I can't be bothered to go through I, all I of think them. That's but, yeah. a, uh, I think that's just an Easter egg more than anything, though. I don't think that's... 
Potentially, but then the H is either Heimdall, who can see all the souls in the universe, which would make sense, or it's the heart-shaped herb, which is a thing that features very prominently in Black Panther. I didn't think they'd got the N yet. Tesseract, Ether, Necklace, Orb, and Scepter. So the Tesseract is the space gem, the Ether's the reality gem, the Necklace from Doctor Strange is the time gem, the Orb, which is the power gem from... What's it called? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then there's the Scepter, which is the mind gem. So most of it's there. We're just missing the soul gem. And that's what the plot of the next film is going to be. And I'm super excited to see what it's going to be. But I don't know how they're going to resolve that. I I feel like maybe the reason reason that they've not got it yet is because if, if if the, the soul gem had been found, then... Like, it'd just be in prime position for Thanos to come in and get it. I feel like the start of Infinity War is going to be... Oh, look, here's the soul gem, and this is what it does. Whoops, Thanos has got it, and in the meantime, he's swept up all the others in a little montage. That's true. Yeah, maybe they will do that. What do you guys think? Are any of you looking forward to it? Because I'm super exuit. In fact, I've the whole the whole Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy side story that seems to be very much hinted at in the, uh, in the trailers, it's going to be like, the Avengers are doing one thing, but Thor is off in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy doing something completely different. I wouldn't be surprised if that is where the, the storyline where the soul gem gets found. Oh, potentially, yeah. Whilst everyone else is know. dealing with Thanos on Earth... They're off getting the soul gem. Maybe, maybe it's even like Thanos is after the Infinity Stones, and there someone basically says, "Oh, well, you guys better go and get the Soul Stone so that he doesn't." That's true. I don't know, but also in the trailer, he invades Wakanda, and there's no other reason to invade Wakanda unless there's a soul gem there. Oh, sorry, an Infinity Stone. Unless he wants vibranium. Unless he wants the vibranium, but he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, that's the most powerful object in the universe, virtually. I guess, unless he wants to make it out of vibranium. <laughs> That's true. I didn't really think of that. Remember well, the one the one in Odin's vault is fake, according to Hell. That is true. That was such a good retcon in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Just to go fake. Oh, it'll but, do. It'll do. I'm looking forward to it either way. And like oh, I said, yeah. if you guys are looking forward to it as well, let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, because I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about Infinity War. Let us know your theories. So, Liam, I think it's time for us to move on to another one of our Game Hog featurettes. So now we're going to move on to our newest. I said about the newest feature. They're all newest features. This is something we haven't done on the channel before but this is something i'm calling am i normal and this is something all of you guys at home who are listening can take part in as well so liam i'm gonna bring up something that i do in my life that might be potentially a bit weird and you're gonna bring up something that you do and we'll discuss if they're normal and you guys comment down below or send in a tweet telling us things that you do in your life that might be a bit quirky or strange or things that you maybe think other people do as well you'll get the idea when i say this am i normal I've always thought there are sharks in swimming pools, okay? I know it sounds strange, but ever, I've always been a competitive swimmer from a small, a small child age. I think maybe seven I started being a competitive swimmer. And since then, I've been, you know, I, I'd have to do backstroke a lot. Now, there's something about being in a swimming pool. Is that, is that how see you were competitive? Me. Is it the, instead of racing other people? It was, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> there's a shark! Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That was exactly it. Actually, it did give me a speed boost because I would genuinely have panic attacks while I was doing it. I'm, did, this, isn't, this isn't a joke, and this isn't like, oh, 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 yeah, I thought they were there. I would genuinely think they were underneath me. Did you ever do a little poo? you can't see. I weed a bit, but doesn't everyone <laughs> in a pool? <laughs> yes. What about you, Liam? What's your am I normal? My, my am I normal is basically I, I talk to myself a lot. 
out okay. loud. Like, not even, it's not even like, you know, in your mind where you just like, think, Liam, think, what is this, what is that? It's literally like, I will be, I will spend like a good hour or an hour and a half walking around, like pacing around my house, talking out loud to myself about anything and every kind of problem or thing that I need to solve in my life. Christ, and, dude, at least tell yourself you're talking to your dog. You sound like a mental case. No, but it is. And like, there have been, and in fact, there are times where I will talk to myself out loud in front of other people. Like Lydia's caught me doing it a few times where let's say I go into a room and I decide I want to make a funny noise or something. So I'll come in and I'll just be like, Bleh! but then instantly I'll be like, don't do that. No one thinks that's fucking funny, do they? And then I just kind of stop and I remember where I am. And then I, and then Lydia just goes, did you just argue with yourself? Did you just put yourself down? And I'm like, maybe. Jesus Christ, dude. This is like the start of the Charles Manson diaries. What the fuck? So you actually have full-on conversations with yourself when you're alone. Not, or even when you're not alone. I wouldn't say it's like, like it's not like a conversation because it's not like this, that, and the other. Like, like There's no back and forth. It's just me basically doing a soliloquy, which right. is another good word. I'm Forsooth! I'm giving a soliloquy out loud and then... Occasionally, I might throw in a little quip as a return, but mainly it's just talking out loud to myself. And it, it for some reason, it helps me understand the problem better than just sitting and thinking. Right. If I can, if I can say it and hear it, it, it almost gives it more meaning and, and more understanding to me. And that's why I do it. I well, think. yeah, okay. Vocalizing things, I kind of understand, but like, I don't know. There's sometimes where I'll say things out loud but that's usually when i've been a bit drunk or under the influences of substances that i've ever done that where i'll well, kind of trip and go oh <laughs> mind that ed you daft bugger stuff I, like that i but... certainly can't use that excuse <laughs> well no you don't drink or anything do you 2007 was the last time i drank was there a reason for you giving up on vices not particularly it was just mainly that i didn't think i needed it and then one day i just went y you probably don't out loud to myself, of course. And of then, course, yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I don't. And then I just started carrying on with my life. And I'd, I'd go out and I'd spend, um, like, on a night out. You know how you, you always get people who are like, oh, man, the other night I drank so I spent much. 80 I quid. spent 80 quid in just one nightclub. And I'm like, yeah. I spent £3.50 the other night because on I this had, diet coke. I yeah. had five Pepsis that night. <laughs> Yeah, that's always been my biggest thing. I, I don't like going... And actually, because I don't drink, I'm starting to find going out for drinks with friends more and more frustrating because, to me, I'm there just going, you guys are all drinking, and I don't have a problem with you drinking, but I don't drink, so I'm just sitting here drinking Diet Coke, and it's not that fun. Like, well, the is thing boring. is, I, I always found that I've had more fun not drinking than I've had with drinking. Like, a good example... Absolutely. Was, a good example was back when I was single, me and um, a guy I used to know called Skiv, um, we went to a nightclub... And he was drinking because he loves to get drunk. I wasn't. We walk in the club and there's three beautiful women dancing on the dance floor. Like, and they look over, they smile at both of us or probably just at Skiv. I don't know. I, I sometimes lack confidence. Um, but they, you know, they look over and smile and they kind of give the impression, hey, you know, if you want to walk over to us, we won't be offended. So I go over and I start dancing with them and they're very positive and responsive and we're all dancing together, the four of us, uh, me. This is when you talking out loud accidentally snuck in, like I've got an erection, I've yeah. got an erection, don't bump <laughs> me, too near me and, the, me and these three girls are all dancing. I look over and Skiv's at the fucking corner of the dance floor and I'm like, Skiv, what are you doing? These girls are really fit. What are you, What's wrong with you? He's like, oh, I'm going to need a few more drinks before I do anything like that, mate. And I'm like, you absolute pile of puss. What's wrong with you? That's 
something that's always done my head. If people are like, oh, I can't dance, mate. I need to be drunker. It's like, well, dude, just I've, I've been move. asked a lot for, by people who find out I don't drink. They've been, I've been asked a lot. Normally, it's the res- the most common response I get is, "How do you have fun?" And I'm like, wow. because I have more than two cognitive processes in my mind <laughs> where I'm able to go, hey, you know what make this fun, this situation more fun? I'll tell a joke or I'll dance with these people or I'll do something that my mind knows is fun because I Absolutely. don't, I, I just don't need it. Like, I'm never going to preach to people and be like, oh, you shouldn't drink because if you want to drink. Totally up to you. Absolutely. But never, never use it as an excuse for being uncool, you know? No. Like, oh, I, I can't be cool right now because I haven't had enough alcohol. I'm like a computer that needs charging. No, just learn to have fun. Even my family is still a little bit not okay with it. And like, whenever I'm at a, you know, it's a family member's birthdays or everyone has the champagne or it's Christmas or something, my mum always gets out a glass of champagne for everyone. Oh, go uh, on, Ed, just have one. one? Yeah, just have one. I'm like, no, because it tastes like cow's piss and I don't want to. Oh, don't, because you've just reminded me of another one, which is um, one, guy, one guy that uh, was a friend, like a friend of a friend, had found out I hadn't drink and it became the issue of the night. It became oh. the, oh my God, this is all we're talking about. I'm there like, look, I've told you I don't drink and I just want to enjoy my night. Let's just forget it's about this and deal. move on. Yeah. It's not a conversation piece. And he's just like, yeah, but why though? And then at one point he goes... If I buy you a beer now, will you drink it? Just so I can no. see. And I was like, why do you want to buy me a beer? And he's like, I just want to see you drink it. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, why? But what for? What, like, will, what will you achieve? All I can think of now when I think of nights out is I used to spend so many evenings at university out at clubs where I'd basically make my way from dance floor to bar to dance floor to smoking area to bar to dance floor to smoking area to smoking area to smoking area stay there until the night's over because fuck it's awful in there and i hate it like god the idea of going out clubbing now fills me with dread like i I love having a dance but like like, i don't want to go i don't want to be surrounded by those people (laughs) i want to be out with friends having a good time and maybe dancing at a friend's house while we're all in the kitchen with a stereo one something like that i don't want to be surrounded by knobs (laughs) while they you know dance too close to me and get in my personal space and sweat on me i can't be dealing with it and have sex with each other never catch me doing that okay liam i think it's time for us to move on to another one of the few games that we've got here on the hogcast so let's move on to this now i didn't really know what to call this one it's kind of basically a time travel segment basically discussing where you'd go in time but i've decided to call this let me see if i can read this correctly super timey wimey hoggy boggy nonsense end your life that was... i don't remember writing this down <laughs> I, so i'm I not sure like, what's going on did, here did you take a little poo on the keyboard it what? might have been like <laughs> i must have just fallen asleep and this crap came out but welcome to super timey wimey hoggy boggy nonsense oh that's better that sounds better so this is a segment where liam and i discuss basically a time that we want to go back to in our lives, maybe an age in the future we want to go forward to, or a historic time that we want to go back to, and why. Again, this is another feature you guys can play via Twitter or via the comment section on YouTube if you're watching on there, by just commenting your answer below. So Liam, do you have a time or place that you would like to travel back to? I'm going to go with the biggest cop-out answer ever, right? Okay. I want to go back to about... 2007 maybe 2008 at a push and start youtube back then 
you cheap bastard. Because, man... Just, <laughs> the amount of times I've thought this. Because the thing is, is like, I get a lot of comments from people that are like, oh my god, your channel would be so much bigger if you just started so many years ago. Especially, I know! Especially in Pokemon, because back in like 2005 and 2006, you only really had like Jay Witz and Tamashi Hiroka... And, and oh, she was like my that. first one, really. Yeah, and and like uh, it was so non-saturated. There were so few Pokemon YouTubers, or at least there were so few Pokemon YouTubers that were in relevancy at the time. And Absolutely. it's like I I don't think like I don't particularly think I'm better than other people, but I certainly think that if I'd have been around at that time, I'd be in a better position than my channel is now, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. If you were doing the content you were doing now, 10 years ago, it would have exploded. Yeah, it would have been that people would have discovered me before they discovered the people that they already watch, that they already like. Of course. Because they, they already watch so many people, they don't even give this channel a chance because they're like, oh, well... I, I already watch enough YouTube and I watch a lot of Pokemon stuff. I don't need another one. I honestly think that's one of the reasons why I I don't see as much subgrowth is because people are like, but I already I already watch someone that makes top ten Pokemon videos. I don't I don't need another. Which is really rude. Give me a chance. I agree, because there was a point in my life around 2011, 2012, when the algorithm shift happened where I was considering starting a gaming channel, but I didn't have any money for the oh. equipment. And if I looking back at it now so devastating to think about that I could have started. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a good computer. I didn't have a oh, computer at all. I had a, a shit laptop, so I couldn't have recorded any games. I didn't have a Elgato. I don't think Elgato's existed, so I couldn't have done that. It's really hard to. It's really hard to think about how I could have done it back then. It's insane. That's like, like about thinking about what we could have done if we'd started back then. Like how different things would be. But at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel sad thinking that no. I started YouTube about five years too late. All it does, well, ten years too late, is... It just it, makes you know it's different. It just spurs me on to be like, you know what? Things are a little bit tougher now, so I'm just going to work that a little bit harder. Things are a bit tougher, and also I get the feeling that there's going to be a little bit of karmic break for the people who have bothered to try. And Spammels has always said this. He says the little guy who keeps trying will always get rewarded in the end. Mm. And there was... There's been a mass exodus of creators moving from YouTube to Twitch because YouTube is becoming more and more prohibitively restrictive and they're stopping small creators from being able to access monetization. Mm. They're demonetizing big people's videos, even ones that are discussing important issues. And so people are going, fuck you, I'm going to move to Twitch because I can earn money there and I can have fun and you're not involved. And the thing is, when these people are moving, they're actually leaving a deficit because small creators kind of aren't bothering because they feel discouraged by this yeah. new shift. So the new people aren't starting. The top people are moving. This is now everyone's time who has stuck to their guns through all this bollocks to hopefully rise up and get into some people's well, areas. Exactly. Again. Like I've I've heard of uh, like I've heard other creators even in the Pokemon community being like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do YouTube for much longer. I'm probably just going to go full-time on Twitch or I don't even think I'm going to make top 10 videos anymore because I don't feel like my top 10s are doing as well as my other videos." And I'm just sat there chomping at the bit like, "Yes, go." Go, go yeah, on. Yeah, if you're not go, there, go then they all come go to me. Go full-time on Twitch. Stop uploading to your channel. That's fine. You know what? You want to stop doing top tens? That's fucking great. Because then I can start doing them again. And I can start, like, I can fill that void of people who are like, oh, I'm looking for Pokemon videos on YouTube. And, like, my favorite creators stopped making them. There's Enter Liam. Enter Liam. 
Well, I think that's a very valid answer. Moving back to 2008, 2007 and starting Pokemon tubing back then. Well, not just I, Pokemon tubing, just YouTube in general. Just general YouTubing, yeah, I think that makes total sense. Mine's a little bit more, I don't know, less ambitious. <laughs> so, I'm going back to 2002, <laughs> where in a toy shop on Guildford High Street called The Entertainer, I won a Beyblade tournament <laughs> at the age of nine. Are you going to throw was, the game? No. The, so the thing is, I won, and I was going to go to the national finals for winning. Whoa. But as I won, and I was celebrating, and I was screaming, and it was amazing, I'd beaten, like, six contestants to win a Beyblade tournament. I, I was living six. the anime. I was celebrating, I was going mad, and my mum comes over, and she puts her hand on my shoulder and goes, Edward... I'm afraid we're away skiing during the oh. final. And I went, what? Well, we can move it. And she went, no, it's all, it's all booked, I'm afraid. We can't, we can't not do it. And I just burst into tears. And Beyblade, I had to, I had to turn <laughs> to the guy, shake his hand and like give over my first place victory to him. Respectfully decline. Yeah, and I've I've never forgiven myself for allowing that travesty to happen. And I'll tell you why. It's because it was the worst skiing holiday of all time. Did you break your leg? No, it's just I was being taught by French bitches who suck. They're just the rudest people on earth to me and made me hate skiing. They almost made me hate French people. Remember, if you're French bad. and you like game hogs, subscribe <laughs> if you already haven't. That's not what I'm saying. I love the French. It's just I hated those particular French people. The French ski instructors. There we go. I disliked them. They were horrible and made it a, a tragic, tragic time of my Did life. Did you dislike them because they were French or because they were ski instructors? Because they were dicks to me, mate. It was neither of the two. Sometimes I lampoon me and ruin the game oh, hog it's, audience it's of a, a french people and b ski instructors because i'll tell you those are huge percentages it's a proper lampoon enough of your blaspheming mate ed uses autotune hey hey back off a bit god i haven't made music for years <laughs> and the music i did make was so tragically bad i still remember i, I made my album my first album the summer before i went to university with my best friend freddie is we that spent what it was summer called no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It was my best my friend. My name is Ed Templer, and this is the summer before I went to university with my best friend, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, it was a series of garbage tracks that I'd written from the age of about 13 to 18. So it was an amalgamation of all of my works. And listening to it now, it's just not good. And like, it wasn't performed well. The songs themselves maybe aren't terrible. They're just lyrically appalling. Was it acoustic? Yeah, of course it was acoustic. It was called Airwaves Lost in City Sound. Had you just been listening to Angels and Airwaves? No, I'd been listening to Blink-182 as well. <laughs> no, it was basically the idea that I was imagining my album being played on people's stereo systems while they were driving and it getting lost in the dirge of engines and crap. It was really pretentious nonsense titling. It doesn't make any sense. And the songs are all shit. There was one particular song on it called Halcyon Days. That's just, it's the worst thing I've ever produced. Oh, and you I still guys remember having the a moment. good drive. Don't forget to turn left at the interchange. <laughs> I still remember the moment where I finished the track and I was listening through the final mix and Freddie was sat next to me. And halfway through, I just turned to him with a completely straight face and just said, I hate it. <laughs> 
It's awful. But it was too late by that point. I'd spent like eight weeks recording the album and writing everything and stuff. So it was a bit like, well, that's got to go in. Shit. And it's it, honestly, it, it shows. It's awful. And, and Freddie still reminded, associates with you. Absolutely. But bear in mind, Freddie's stuff was equally as bad at the time. At the time, I was like, wow, Freddie's stuff is really good. Do you two really just good. quote each other's songs at each other? Oh, endlessly. I did at the time, but now it's every time I take the... Because Freddie is now in a group called Sand Scout that I play live for them. I play bass. But Freddie writes and makes all this music himself and with his other partner, Johnny. And I constantly take the piss out of every song they release saying it's garbage and that and that I'll, I'll spoof the lyrics and turn them into something about having sex with his dad instead of oh, it God. being about what it's called. Just every time, every time he writes a new lyric, I've instantly spoofed it just within seconds of hearing it. I'm that much of an arsehole with his music. But he was, you know, we were both in a terrible place in 2011 making that stuff and I really gave up on music when I realised how terrible I was and how it was a fruitless endeavour. That's kind of a bleak way of leaving that segment. Poor lad. Because that, that, I think this is why I want to go back to 2002, mate, is so I can relive the glory days of Beyblade championing before the dark reality of university set. And you can tell your mum, no, well, I'm not going skiing, yeah, I'll no, stay I with won't my go to Maribel. <laughs> exactly. Sod them. I'm staying here. When have I ever shown an interest in physical activity? I'm in a Beyblade tournament. <laughs> Quite right. I mean, she should have really read that from the situation, shouldn't she? Come on, it was mother. All please. Her fault. What kind of god allows a mother to do that to her son? She should have bought cancellation insurance. She should have. Now, I've actually cunningly segued us into another feature just there by mentioning God. So this is another little one that I, I don't know how well this one will work, but this is something I want to try and throw out to everyone who comes on because I like seeing how their brains work and the ways that they view the world. And again, if you guys like this segment and you have your own funny idea, you let us know in the comments. So this is a section that I like to call Let's Play God! And you have to say it like that every time and the reverb will come in every time you say it. So you Sweet. try it. Let's play God! See? It feels good to say, doesn't oh, it? I feel 100% sexier having okay. the reverb. <laughs> good, yes. So basically, <laughs> the point of this section is we're going to discuss something that either mankind does or people or humans or the Earth does that we would like to change if we were a god in a position of power. Hence, let's play God. So Liam, you is You didn't anything... say it right. What? Why? What? Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're right. Fuck, what am I doing? Let's play God! Oh, that be Better, is, better. Yeah, way better. Liam, what is your God thing? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what is the thing that you would change if you were a God? The thing that I would stop people doing, or... Well, whatever you want. Is it something on Earth that you'd change? Like, I wish jellyfish would fuck off? Or wasps? <laughs> well, now that you, you know, things it. like that. <laughs> I wish... That people would just get it through their minds that if a person is out in public, they don't necessarily want a conversation with a stranger. So J you, if you Japan, were God, you would stop J the capacity to start a conversation with a stranger. In, in, on, like, public transport. So, you know, you're I sitting agree. on a bus, you're listening to music. What nobody wants is some 
twat sitting next to you and just leaning over into your eye line because they've realized you've got headphones in and just trying to start a conversation hoping you'll pull your headphone out. Because oh. I am going to look at you, I am going to shrug, and I am going to turn my volume up, and you're going to notice that I've done that, because that oh. happens every time. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I had a fucking mouthy, 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 mouthy Australian backpacker girl on a coach once, oh. and God, she fucked me off. I was going from Portsmouth to uh, Oxford or something, so it took oh a long God. time. But she was just like... She kept trying to start conversations with people, and obviously everyone just wants to be left a fucking loan, so she has to keep changing people to talk to. And she comes to me going, good how are you going? I'm like, I'm fine, how are you? Hey, I'm going to London. Right, no you're not, we're going to Oxford, this is the Oxford coach. <laughs> and Stan, like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just have to see my sister in Oxford first. I don't care! Let me watch stuff on my phone! Piss off! Nobody wants to talk to you. There's a reason these coaches have Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure there's people who disagree with me and feel free to, but you're wrong. <laughs> On public transport, you need to shut up. And especially don't be that cock. Apparently. Who plays their music out loud on their oh, phone at oh, 7 don't. in the morning. Who's doing that on a tube? I still don't understand. Rap music and no one has the balls to go, hey, 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 hey. Stop being an arsehole for five minutes of your fucking it's life. It's always rap as well. Did you notice that? It's always rap. Like yeah, I don't, it's never I don't, anything where you go, I love this track. Yeah, I don't, like I don't want to. I don't want to stereotype, but it's always someone playing rap music or some form of hip hop. It's never. Oh, it's never Tay Tay. You know, it's you never got the whole tube like I stay out late, like proper jamming. It's literally just like boom, tss, boom. Tss. I'm going to mumble over the track. Look, if Dancing on the Ceiling comes on while I'm on the tube, you can expect oh, me to boogie. If Toto's Africa comes on, you can expect me to belt along. Oh, bless but don't the sit there playing trance. I don't want to oh, hear that shit at eight just, in the morning. It's just why were headphones invented? Because the thing is, no, the thing that gets me, right? I, I don't even... I, the biggest problem to me is not that it's a public nuisance. It's not that it's bothering me. The biggest thing that gets me about this this thing of I'm going to play my music out loud so that the whole train can hear or whatever is that the speakers on your phone are not as effective in conveying the sound to your ears than headphones. your headphones. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're going, listen to how good this track sounds, but I've deliberately lowered the quality <laughs> by choosing a different form of audio output. What's wrong point. with you? You're ruining the track for yourself just to piss other people off. It's, it's a spectacular reason. point. Spectacular point. Well made. Tinny fucking phone speakers. Like, Do you know, I've always, as someone who had to commute a lot, I've always had massive gripes with the tube. I'm a super fast walker, and anyone who's on in my way in any kind of capacity whilst I'm in a rush or whilst I've got somewhere to be pisses me off because if they stop my stride, oh, I mm. go into a frenzy. But the thing that really, really fucks me off, and I don't know why, it's probably because we've been using locomotives for, like, a, you know, a long time. So... When people are getting on a bus or off a bus or on a train, it always happens on the tube. They seem to forget that the, the kind of the action from going from stationary to mobile causes a shift of gravity. And if I spot one person who's not holding on when that train moves, I, I lose my temper because it really annoys me. It's like, you must know. You must have been trained by this point via conditioning or via seeing someone else do it that every time a train or bus moves, <laughs> you're going to shift. 
Hold on to something! Spread your legs out! Use your fucking brain! And then this is also flip-sided by at the end of a bus journey, where a bus has to terminate, bear in mind, it has to stop there. They press the stop button! Oh, I know! Oh, it really don't. pisses me off, and it shouldn't! Just please, please! Stop it! I'll punch you in the face if you do it again! I the keep hearing the dings of the stupid morons trying to stop at the terminal! The next it stop is Derby there. Station, where this train terminates. Ding! Ding, 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 ding. Yes, what I know all doing? 25 of you are getting off here! This is the final stop! Oh, I'm sorry, I've even gone lightheaded from screeching about it. It I really, hate really winds so me up. Much. People are idiots. I just <laughs> I need to not be so negative about it, but Christ, it's everyone else that's the problem. I, how do people get... I, I don't understand how people like this get through life being so stupid. How do you pay bills? How do you pay taxes? Because I'm intelligent and I find it hard. Like, you managed to get yourself up and dress yourself this morning. How did you get here and not walk quickly or not stand out of the way or not learn how a fucking ticket machine works? It's always ticket machines. With me, walk up to ticket machines, press destination, tap card, done. That maybe takes... 15 seconds if it's slow? Would some people um, take it upwards of two minutes? What are you well, possibly doing? Uh, if I press this button, it brings up the, the fares available and... Uh, um, or people guess... going to a cash point and taking their time. You must know why you're there. You went to no, the no, cash no, no, point no, no, to no, get no, cash the, out. The worst thing, the worst thing in 2018 about people taking age at the cash point is when they check their balance on the cash point. You have a mobile phone. Stand away from the cash point. Yeah, but in let... I kind of don't mind that one so much because I that mind can it. take seconds. But also, there's a button which is balance and cash. It never takes seconds. It always, they always go, oh, I'm just going to check my balance. And they stand there looking at it. For doing, 13 doing minutes, yeah. mental arithmetic going, oh, so how much can I draw out? And it's like, the available balance is on the screen. You can draw that <laughs> much out if you want. If you need to check all your finances and transactions, you can do that on your phone now. It's a beautiful technological age that we live in. You don't need to waste my time. I just want to draw a tenner out so I can go and break it for some bus money. My bus is about to leave. Can you check <laughs> your balance at a later date or out the way on your phone you dick there's nothing more angering than that moment where time is of the essence like if you're in a burger king queue as your train comes slowly closer and a stranger like, holds you up yes you're just there they're in front of you going I, it's I not just even want a, a friend burger. it's not even you can be like come on you dick hurry up it's like it's a stranger i've had to actually interfere with people at ticket i bet you have <laughs> <laughs> Come here, love. They no, nothing like that, that you know. I said, I've had to go up to people and go, can I help you? Because this is taking you too long. <laughs> Fucking Because hell. I'm, honestly, I'm in a rush. There's a queue of us. This is rush hour. If you're an old deer who doesn't know how to work a ticket machine, fuck off and come back when it's not rush hour. I'm sorry. <laughs> old I've ladies trying to figure to out how to top up her oyster card. And you're just like, hi, everybody. Oh, My name look, is Ed. Can yeah, I assist I'll you? Ed, so piss off to Gamehog if you already haven't. No, see, I've got a real problem with old people on transport <laughs> because some of them... Just don't want to do anything. Why are they outside? Well, that's not the point I'm making. This is not. <laughs> I've been on a. I've been on a train and sorry, on a train platform, and an old woman's come up to me and goes, "Excuse me, is this the thirteen seventeen to Clapham?" And I'm like, "Well." Let's let's look at the situation for a moment. <laughs> I'm in the same position that you are. The platform says it's platform seven. Your time and ticket clearly says at platform seven at 1327 or whatever, it's going to be the train to Clapham. And in front of you, it says it. The announcement just said Approaching the 1327. To I'm going to guess it is. But the thing is, if I tell you it is and it's not, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like the bad guy who's told you the wrong information. But it's like she doesn't want to do anything. It's like so do I just I just sit on a chair, do I? Yes, you sit on a chair, you stupid old woman. It's it's a fucking train. Right, and do I just put my bags down? Yes! No, my favorite, my somewhere? favorite. Has the thirteen twenty seven to Clapham arrived yet? Well, I no, because I'd be Exactly. That's my biggest wind up is when people are like, you're standing at a bus stop and they go, Oh, is the bus here yet? There's only one bus that comes to this bus stop and you're asking me if it's here while I'm waiting for it. No, no, it arrived <laughs> and I said, on on you go, mate. I don't like you. I'll get the next driver. Why have I always had weird encounters at bus stops? I still remember one when I was a child and I couldn't cycle. I, I could cycle. I don't know why I didn't just do that. But I was still at a bus station at the end of my road. And there was this bloke who... It was an old man, so I kind Did of... He, you know, he started a conversation. <laughs> he didn't interfere with me at the bus stop this time, no. <laughs> but he basically just came up to me and said, you know, uh, so how are you? Where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm just going into town. He's like, oh, yes, well... I hope the bus turns up soon. It is a bit late. I went, oh, yeah, it's taking, taking its time, you know? And he goes, oh... Probably driven by one of those illegal immigrants or something. Oh. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? What have I got myself into here? And I just have to listen to this guy you've go already off on about engaged Polish people. Him. That's the problem. You already engaged him, so then you're stuck in the loop. I think I discussed this on your podcast once, but I had a very strange encounter with a mental homeless person when I was leaving a night out. <laughs> I got to the train platform and I was having to wait. It was one of those obscure stations where a train doesn't come until every 30 minutes or something. So I sat on the bun- the bunch. I sat on a bunch of bananas just waiting for my train to arrive. And basically, this homeless bloke just arrives on the platform. So I'm like, okay, he's probably going to approach me. Oh, oh he, he's approaching me. Okay. Oh, so he sits down next know, to me. I know this story. I know this story. And he Go goes, on. all right, mate, what's your name? I went, I'm Ed. What's your name? He goes, I'm Charlie. Nice to meet you. I went, oh, nice to meet you, Charlie. How you doing? Oh, good. What have you been up to? I've been out with some friends. What about you? He's like, oh, just, uh, I'm on the run from the government. I'm like, ah, oh, here we fucking go. Okay. Right. And so then he, he told me this whole story about he's on the run from the government and his mum has been shot by the government and he's been living in a woods near his house to escape the government. And then just midway through this, just kind of stopped and went, what's your name? And I went, Ed. And he goes, I'm Dave. Remember that? And it's like, okay. So two minutes ago, it was Charlie. Now it's Dave. I'm clearly talking to a mental case. And then he, before I could really react to this, he just goes, do you know what my dog is called? Just wide eyed and staring at me quite intensely. I was like, no. He goes, Taliban. <sighs> I'm just like, okay. I just had to get on a train. You know, it wasn't even my train. I just got on the next one to go into Dorking Deep Dean or somewhere like that. But I was just like, fuck, any train will do. And while I got on the train, this guy left the platform. <laughs> so he came onto the platform to chat to me about the government and Taliban. You know what that was? That's the human equivalent of an internet troll. Was I pranked? Was that a prank? Am I that, on some YouTube channel? You, you were, no, 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 because it wasn't, it wasn't for YouTube. It was for that person's own pleasure. It's the human equivalent of someone who comes into the chat and just like drops N-bombs and stuff to the chat and like just makes Christ. stupid comments. We had one in my stream yesterday and they just, they just say the most inane, stupid shit or just like ask the streamer just a, a series of questions like, do you like this Pokemon? And you're like, well, yeah, I'm fucking using it. Oh, do, do you also play other games? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's in my schedule. I, I do play other games. Do you like the games that you play? And well, like, yeah. just re- really inane questions like that. And then eventually you're, you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm being trolled. Okay, that's fine. This is the human equivalent. This is a guy who's like, you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm really bored. I'm going to go up to this kid. It's not even on a platform that I need to use, but my train's not for an hour. I'm just going to go and confuse the crap out of him. 
That's what it is. <laughs> You're probably right. He probably wasn't even homeless. He was probably just a little bit drunk and wanted to have a laugh. That story you've just said reminds me of a really dull interview I heard on an Australian in, like radio show while I was out there once. And they were just interviewing. It was Russell Howard, weirdly. They were huh. interviewing him while he was out there. And the question he asked was, so is it, is it just you on stage? <laughs> You're like, it's a stand-up comedian. And that's the question you opened with? Is, like, is it just, yes, so do, you, is... do you just tell jokes and that? Well, I'd imagine so, mate. Yeah, because that's how most comedy works, right? Oh, my All God. Right. Well, do, do you want to tell one of those jokes now? <laughs> He's a bit like, oh, well, it, it doesn't really work. And they're just like, ah, oh, all right. Oh. There's just this really tense silence. So it's like, oh, my God, am I really listening to real radio presenters talking to Russell that's, Howard about what painful. jokes he does? How, how do radio presenters not know what a stand-up comedian is? <laughs> My biggest problem with radio, I have to say this, being someone who's worked in radio, is adverts on local oh, radio. They yeah. are terrible. The but ones almost where, in a hilarious way. The ones where people way. have pretend conversations. Yes. Oh, there's some real gems back where, And on a radio station I used to have a show on, there was one which was a bloke talking to a bird. Oh. And I don't mean, I'm not being like, oh, mate, a bird. I mean, like, literally, like, it would go, what's that? <laughs> Oh, you mean there's some great deals on down at the oh. Jamaican kitchen? Wait, there's 30% off all our curried goat? <laughs> Honestly, that was that's word for word an advert I had to play on one of my radio shows. And I think it was my arse has just curling me so awful. much that like it, yeah, I know. My, my cheeks are actually inside the bum hole now. It's that oh. clenched. Jesus. It really hurts to think about. It's really bad. And there's one that's now become a meme with my family. In fact, there's two. There's a radio station back in Guildford that I used to work for called Eagle Radio. It's a great station, but their adverts leave a lot to be desired, mostly because it's made by the other companies rather than Eagle. If it was made yeah. by Eagle, they're usually good. And they've got two adverts that have now become memes with my family. One of them was for a place called Guildford Tires. <laughs> And the, honestly, it's got a song that goes, You need Guildford, Guildford tyres. You need Guildford, Guildford tyres. Guildford tyres. Oh. <laughs> Guildford tyres. You need Guildford, Guildford tyres. And it oh. ends with this really weird <laughs> growl. And that's it. And I remember hearing that for the first time, like looking at my mum in horror before we both exploded with laughter. And the other one is still historic. It was a, it's a place called County Kitchens. And their advert was a really depressing choir vocal going, County Kitchens, the best kitchens in the county. <laughs> and that was it. Oh my God. And then it just went into the advert of, you need a new kitchen for your home. And you're just there going, Mate, I remember. Really? Cringy companies, right? I remember a company called Cold Seal Windows, who obviously were a window company, and it was like... Oh my god, the TV advert with the blue background. It was like, Cold Seal Windows, they're the best double two, double one, double five, or yes! something like that. Yeah, they when they did our windows, they also gave us a cassette tape, which was an album of covers of songs, with just the lyrics changed to make them about Cold Seal Windows. Oh, that's I, I want to find it because it's the epitome of cringe. It's absolute garbage. Oh, that's oh, that's so painful yeah. to think about. I know exactly the kind of shit it would have been as well. It would have been lazy, boring. Oh, God. It was absolute just pig swill. Pig swill. <laughs> Christ. Well, speaking of pigs, Will, the Hogscast <laughs> is starting to come to an end. I don't just throw these segues together, oh, Liam. I know what I'm doing. Oh, my word. He's got a, a whole album of them. However, 
we aren't quite done yet because there is one more thing that we had to do. Like I said, we are topping and tailing all of the hog casts with a little questionnaire. We started with the pivot questionnaire from inside the actor's studio, but now I'm going to give you 11 questions. Oh, good lord. Because one's a bonus. Boner. <laughs> One's a boner. I'm going to give you 11 questions that I want you to answer as quickly as possible. I don't want you to think too much about these. I want you to just first instinct react, because basically this is going to test how you think on your feet. The questions may be quite boring or maybe quite weird. It's purely to just see how you think when the moment comes, because you won't be expecting them. Okay? Okay. okay Ace Trainer okay. Liam, are you ready to face the Gamehog Quickfire questionnaire? Yes. Okay. Begin. Monica or Rachel? Rachel. Incorrect. Rachel or Phoebe? Rachel. Incorrect. Rachel or Ross? Rachel. Incorrect. Voltorb or Electrode? Electrode. Racist. Black or white? <laughs> oh no! That's really mean! You can't do that one! Move! Black or white, Liam? Black or white, Liam? Come on, Liam! Black. Racist. An angry <laughs> otter and an equally as angry stoat walk into a pub that you're working at. Both slam their money down and order their drinks at exactly the same time. Both stare at you furiously, anxiously anticipating their quenching beverage. Whom do you serve first? Stoat. But why? Because isn't there a drink named after a stoat? So he's famous. Stout, stout you're thinking oh, of. Oh, sugar, yeah. What's the first thing you pick up on other people doing? You're thinking. Don't think. I can't. I know. Like, I, nothing's. The first thing you life. notice about someone. The first thing you notice about someone. Their hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where is the planet Earth? Here. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Does Bruno Mars is gay? Yeah, he does. Yes. Does Bruno Mars is gay? Yes. Yes, he does. What flavour milkshake would you throw at a rampaging horse to cease its senseless violence? A banana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now, the final clincher question. Can I call you Ace? <laughs> I fucking hate you, you can die. <laughs> uh, so you have scored none out of uh, ten. It was out of eleven. <laughs> okay, well this has gone badly. Do I get a point uh, for that? You get a point because I've failed. So basically you've scored one out of ten. Eleven. I, I, there, sorry. That's Jesus. two. Tell you what, there isn't actually a scoring system here. I don't even know what I was thinking. It was just to see how you'd react. But let's say you did badly, okay? All that we found out is that you're a deep-rooted racist. You said this would be a nice podcast. <laughs> well, Liam, it has been a nice podcast. And I it's appreciate right. you coming along and playing my stupid games and chatting to me for the last 90 minutes. I hope you've had fun. I really like the games. I want to play more. <laughs> They're good fun, aren't they? Well, maybe we'll get you in on another podcast somewhere down the line. Guys, if you have enjoyed this and you're listening via audio, make sure you go over to the YouTube version of this video and you comment down below letting us know your favourite part. Give us some bits from the various things. Liam, give us some places that people can come and find your stuff if they want to check out your YouTube videos or your streams or even your tweets and musings. YouTube.com, Twitch.tv... Twitter.com, Facebook.com, Instagram.com, forward slash Ace Trainer Liam on all them jazzy things. Just Ace Trainer Liam, not all on them jazzy There's things. No jazzling going on in your life. No, no underscores because I picked branding that wasn't already taken. No numbers because I picked branding that wasn't already taken. No awkward, weird spellings of words because, hey, I picked branding that wasn't already taken. People still call me Game Hog Games because that's the branding of all yep. the URLs for consistency. But we're just Game Hog, guys. It's just Game Hog. Game Hog, anyway, guys. guys. 
The Game Hog guys, exactly. Like I said, be sure to leave us any comments that you have about any of the features. If you want to be involved in one of the podcasts by me reading out your suggestions, be sure to tweet us when I put out things or check in the Discord as well. This has been great fun. I've had so much fun doing the first Hogcast and make sure you guys tune in next time when I'll have that one and only Spammels joining us for a good old conversation, some fun and games, and obviously some questionnaires. Anyway guys, thank you very much for listening to this Hogcast and we will catch you in the next episode. Take care everybody. Bye-zies. Bye-zies. Bye! Bye! Bye!